Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we talk to the world's most creative people. I am your host, faithful, trusty, loyal, relentless, tireless host, Sourdough, coming at you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. So today, we have one of my beloved auditorials. Haven't had one in a minute. But I love to dedicate uh, one of the podcasts each month to a rant and a rave and a soapbox issue that I am feeling or want to share or talk about. And so today I actually have a kind of a fun story for you. And I am delighted to share that. I had a once in a lifetime experience, creative experience, world-class creative experience that I've been I guess, dreaming about for a long time, although I never expected that it would happen. So I will tell you about that in a second. Before we get into it, though, I want to, of course, thank you for tuning in. We do this for you. It's all about you. If you weren't there on the other end of the microphone, I would just be talking into a microphone for no good reason. And that would be silly, wouldn't it? So thank you for tuning in. And of course, as always, check out all the good, healthy stuff we got for you on our website at notrealart.com. We've got some fantastic new online art exhibitions you should check out. And we're dropping uh, First Fridays uh, every month, a new uh, exhibition. So, yeah, check it out. Check it out. I am so grateful to be able to share the story with you because it was truly a once in a lifetime kind of experience I had pop up a couple of weeks ago, and I just had some great observations that I wanted to kind of share with you. But first, before I get into it, I want to read off a list of names of artists. We'll call them artists who over the years have blown up in the public consciousness and in the certainly in the American culture as it relates to our life and society here in the good old U.S. of A. Some names like, see if you recognize any of these names. Will Ferrell, Eddie Murphy, Tina Fey, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Mike Myers, Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, Kenan Thompson, David Spade, 
Seth Meyers, Pete Davidson, Garrett Morris, and Jane Curtin. Hmm. You recognize any of those names? Do you, do you happen to know what all of those people have in common? Well, you probably do because you're freaking smart. You probably guessed correctly that all of those folks are former and perhaps current cast members of Saturday Night Live, a.k.a. SNL. Yes, indeed. These are artists, right? They're comics, they're actors, but they're artists. And they have this wonderful, beautiful thing in common that they happen to have had the opportunity to be cast members on Saturday Night Live. And of course, Saturday Night Live has been around for long enough now that it's just, you know, abbreviated uh, SNL now. I mean, you hear the acronym SNL, you know what it is, you know what we're talking about. But Saturday Night Live, of course, is a representative of, I would consider, a best-in-class cultural creative institution. They have been creating artwork, performance art, comedy, basically every week for the last 48 years. Now, that's obviously not entirely true because, of course, you know, they do take summer off and what have you. But essentially, for 48 years, Lauren Michaels over at SNL has been leading the team, the charge to create new artwork, new funny artwork every week for the last 48 years. Good artwork is hard enough to come by and make on any good day. Making good art is hard. Let alone when that artwork needs to be funny. (laughs) Right? And, you know, artwork needs to tell a story, needs to move us, needs to make us feel something. But, of course, art is incredibly subjective and personal and comedy is personifies that in spades. What you think is funny. I may not think is funny. What I think is funny. You may not think is funny. And yet SNL Saturday night live, Lauren Michaels for, you know, week after week for 48 years. Think about that 48 years. That's probably been longer than you've been alive. And so they have been making the funny, bringing the funny for 48 years. Artwork that has to not just be like professional and well executed and thoughtful, but artwork that has to be funny (laughs) week after week, responding to current events, responding to the zeitgeist of the day. And they have to turn that around every week. It is quite something to think about, right? Well, I couldn't believe it, but recently I got the opportunity to actually go check out SNL Live as they were recording, and it was pretty remarkable to be in Studio 8H there at the NBC building in New York, and it was a really special opportunity. It kind of came out of nowhere. Turns out a a friend of the family, Quentin Brunson, was a host that night on the show. And you might know Quentin because she is the writer-director star of the hit show on ABC, Abbott Elementary. 
And Quentin is just a sweetheart. She's brilliant, of course, and has, you know, really found her voice in a niche as an artist herself uh, with her show Abbott Elementary. And because of the success of that show, she was invited to be the host on SNL. And my better half, aka my wife, works with Quentin and knows Quentin quite well. And we were invited to go to watch Quentin host the show on Saturday, April 1st. So just, a, you know, two, three weeks ago. And wow, what a cool experience that was for me personally anyway, right? Because I am a man of a certain age <laughs> and I remember when SNL launched, uh, you know, vaguely, I was young, young kid, but I remember it was like 75, maybe 76, maybe 75. But I remember SNL coming into public consciousness and becoming a thing. And, you know, those first cast members, you know, the Chevy Chases of the world and the Dan Aykroyds and the John Belushi's of the world, the Bill Murray's of the world, you know, they came out of this tradition and this legacy of improv and skit comedy. And can you imagine how risky it was to do something live every week on national television? That, that had never been done before like that. And to offer social commentary that's relevant and meaningful, you know, week after week, and to have done it now for 48 years, you know, it's just quite something. And so for an American kid growing up, um, seeing all the amazing cast members over these years, you know, enjoying them, and, you know, obviously some cast, cast have been better than others, but, you know, week after week to sort of count on them making me laugh, making me smile, uh, it's always been a joy, of course, and to actually go there and be walking around in the hallways and studio uh, where all of this history and all this legacy happened. You know, it's was, it was almost like sacred ground and for an artist, for creative. It's like sacred ground there in uh, Studio 8H where SNL has been happening. For 48 years, have I said that? <laughs> and when you see it happening in real time behind the scenes, it you obviously get that much more of an appreciation for what it takes to pull this off. And of course, you know, to do this and, you know, just let's think about it for a second. I mean, on average, I think most SNLs each week have what, about six to eight skits, now they usually do a pre-recorded live action skit of some kind, whether it's a music video or some sort of fun little, you know, commercial or, you know, pre-recorded skit or something. And, and then, of course, they do weekend update, right, which they've been doing for basically 48 years. And so week after week, they're coming up with new material, the writers, the the, the comedians, you know, bringing their best ideas and accomplishing that week after week. And all under the leadership and tutelage of Lauren Michaels. And what, you know, any team needs is a great leader, right? What any team needs is a great coach. And to see what Lauren Michaels has built, it's just remarkable. Because, again, in my view, best in class cultural creative institution, right? That we can count on, that's consistent, that's faithful and brings us joy every week, you know, week after week for 48 years. 
And so to be there and observe what was happening, what is happening, this dance that happens in the studio, because it is like synchronized swimming. <laughs> Would you see, we were sitting sort of up in the balcony looking down and the studio is not big. It's very small. And when you see what's happening, you know, to transition from skit to skit and moving the props in and out and all of the people running and moving things around because they've only got a certain amount of time during commercial break to, you know, get things situated. It's like synchronized swimming, but high stakes synchronized swimming because it's all happening, of course, on live television, you know, with millions of dollars at stake. And to watch what they do, because of course, most of the crew and the not the cast so much, but the crew, I think, has been there for years and years and years, right? So they've got the coordination down. They've got the muscle memory. They've got the training and the experience, and they know what's supposed to happen, how it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen. But then they have to you know, know it again and again, week after week after week. I mean, fun fact, they don't even start building the props until Thursday, right? And the show goes live on Saturday. Think about that, right? So they've, they've obviously come up with great ideas, you know, work the skits, come up with the dialogue, and then the designers have to imagine what the skit looks like and the, the props and the the backdrops and the, you know, scenery. And then the prop builders have to build the props and they don't even do that, start that process until Thursday. And so it is this well-oiled machine, right? That just makes the donuts, makes the donuts, makes the donuts. And the donuts are pretty damn delicious every week. And they have got that recipe down. They have got that formulation down. Everybody knows their place. Everybody knows their part. Everybody knows their spots. Everybody knows what's expected of them. What's expected of the next person? You know, they each have each other's backs. And it was just amazing to sort of have a bird's eye view of this delicate dance, this coordination, this ballet, if you will, of comedy between the various component parts, between the various stakeholders, you know, the talent, the writers, the prop people, the production people, you know, the assistants, everybody's running around, you know, they know their parts, they know where everybody else is supposed to be, and they could probably do it almost blindfolded, running around, managing, moving things around, pushing things around, getting people around to be able to just do a wardrobe change from one skit to the next in a matter of seconds or maybe a minute or two. It's incredible, right? And I and I saw it was so funny, poor Quentin. I just you know, she was have to run. She would run. She would finish one skit, then they'd pull her, and she would run across into a room where she could change it and run back on. And it was happening flawlessly. And of course, you know, mistakes happen. Things happen from time to time. But on balance, generally, when you see what's happening, it is a flawless operation, and it's just incredibly inspiring to see. And you know, I was just so moved by this level of precision and this level of commitment and this level of practice, uh, you know, that it was essential and necessary to create this best in class cultural creative institution called Saturday Night Live. And of course, it's going to require the vision and the, the singular vision and leadership of a visionary, of a, of a leader, of a coach of a mentor. And, you know, Lauren Michaels clearly plays that role and is that role for, you know, over the years, over 48 years to make SNL what it is today. And, you know, listen, I mean, S uh, Lauren Michaels is, 
you know, at a point in his career that he could, he doesn't even, why would he even have to show up? He could quit. He could retire. You know, he's made plenty of money, but he loves it. Right. And he's committed to it. And by the way, at his age, after all these years, you know, he could just kind of phone it in too. Right. But no, Lauren Michaels is on the floor, dressed in a suit and a tie, walking among his troops, his team, his talent. And he's there. He's letting people know he's there. He's supporting them. He's offering that that presence of confidence and authority. He's not micromanaging, but he's definitely there watching, observing, nudging, guiding, and supporting. And it was really interesting to see him sort of, you know, on the floor, walking around before the show, during the show, after the show, providing that leadership, providing that quiet leadership, providing that quiet support, because he's just such a classy guy walking around, sort of touching things that needed to be touched, speaking things that needed to be said, but not in an overbearing way. He just sort of I think rides the wave at that point from what I could tell. Cause of course, you know, the week is all the hard work. You do all the hard work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right. You know, get ready for Saturday night. And, you know, again and again, you do that week after week for 48 years. It's just truly remarkable. And so being able to be there and watch this best in class creative cultural institution that is Saturday night live was a real treat. And, and I had some observations that I wanted to share about, you know, what I observed, what I saw. And I think that it plays into any, for any artist, for any arts organization that's serious about their craft, that's serious about their product, you know, they could learn a lot about SNL or from SNL, learn a lot from SNL and Saturday Night Live and what it means to be excellent at something, right? What it means to be best in class at something. And, you know, I'll just share with you what I observed. And, you know, as I've already alluded to, you know, one of the things I observed is leadership. Lauren on the floor, quietly making his presence known, showing support, nudging and prodding where it needed to be. But calm, cool, collected, man. Calm, cool, collected. That guy (laughs) exudes a sense of calm, cool, and collectedness that is quite amazing given the hubbub and frenetic energy, chaotic energy that's happening to pull this off. But of course, that's, you know, he's the eye of the storm, right? You, you got to be calm under pressure. You know, any good producer, any good creator should be calm under pressure. And Lauren exudes that leadership that is so exceptional and so essential if you want to be best in class at what you do. And other observations I had, of course, was this level of professionalism that exuded everyone and everything from the moment that we walked into the building and started to queue up to go to the show, which is, you know, a process because they corral you into this really kind of swanky kind of cool lounge area with drinks and music. And there's a DJ and there's cool lighting. It sort of feels like a kind of a hip New York kind of club, maybe nightclub or something, but it's not, it's the SNL lounge or you're waiting to go into the studio. And so every element is just thoughtful and refined and professional. And this level of professionalism just, you know, permeated everything and ran through everything. And, but what is professionalism, right? What am I talking about? 
Well, here are just some attributes of things that I noticed and I think, you know, are essential for any, you know, arts organization, any artist, any company, any business, I think, if you're serious about being best in class, being excellent at what you do, you know, you got to be professional, right? And, but what does that mean? And here's some attributes I think that are essential to not just professionalism generally, but to the level of professionalism that is happening at SNL, right? And what I saw was, and not necessarily in any order here of importance or anything, I just, these are some of the things I noticed. Focus. Man, were people focused. I mean, laser focused, but doing it, you know, focus with a smile, focus, you know, with a good nature, but laser focus. Everybody knew their spots, parts, places, marks, and they were focused and dedicated to keeping their eye on the ball, right? Professionalism is about that focus, is about keeping an eye on the ball. Discipline, another very important attribute of professionalism. You know, the amount of discipline that it takes to do what SNL does week after week after week, let alone on that night that Saturday night, you know, the ability to show up, stay focused, do it week after week, commitment, you know, commitment to the cause, commitment to the funny, you know, that level of discipline, not letting bullshit get in the way, you know, having a sense of grit and perseverance and and toughness. Because if you want to compete at the highest levels in whatever art form and whatever business organization you're in, you know, you absolutely need to be disciplined and you need to have a sense of grit and fortitude and perseverance because it's tough. And there's a lot of competition out there for, you know, for that role, for that show, for that part you play. And if you're an artist, as with any profession, but certainly as an artist, man, we got to be disciplined. I mean, somebody, I think Chuck Close said, inspiration is for amateurs. Well, that's really true because if you're a professional, you're getting into the studio every day or on a regular schedule and you're making art. And yeah, sure, most of it might be shit or crap, but you know what? That's you got to make the donuts, make the donuts, workshop, workshop, woodshop, woodshop. And, you know, over time, obviously, you get better at your craft. Where do you have your 10,000 hours, 20,000 hours? But it, it all takes discipline, right? Commitment, right? Other things I observed about what I saw in professionalism at SNL was integrity. Everybody, you know, all the pieces, you know, were coordinated and integrated and aligned. All the people were coordinated, integrated and aligned. And there was just complete, well, I'll use that word again, complete alignment from the top to the bottom, from the side to the, to the, from the left side to the right side. And everybody was there. It felt like, you know, cause they wanted to be there. It was, you know, there's purity of heart, and there's so there's that integrity that comes from that alignment that happens that has to happen if you're going to be best in class and be a, a real professional. And that kind of integrity and discipline and focus comes from a sense of passion, right? Because if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you know, it does, you know, you're not going to be able to be focused, disciplined, and have integrity, right? On a certain level. And, you know, and, and that passion fuels your hard work and fuels your energy and fuels 
you know, your ability to show up again and again and again and again, week after week after week for year after year after year after year. And so you got to be passionate about what you're doing because you can't be focused, disciplined or have integrity without it. Professionalism, of course, is also at the end of the day, all about teamwork. And the amount of teamwork that I saw happening in Studio 8H uh, there was incredible. And the teamwork, not just among, of course, the talent, of course, the writers and the actors, of course, but the teamwork and the production, you know, behind the scenes, the assistants, the props people, the security people, you know, the what's the word? The people that sit you down. <laughs> the pages, of course, that's the word I want. The pages. Everybody, there was a team, it was a team effort, and everybody worked together as a team, whether you were a page or a security person, or a production person, or an assistant, or a writer, or a cast member. I mean, on and on and on. There's that sense of teamwork, that sense of passion, integrity, and discipline and focus among the colleagues and among the players that make it all happen. And then, of course, you know, execution. Execution is vital, right? It's essential. It is absolutely necessary because you can have all the great ideas you want, but if you don't execute on those ideas, it doesn't matter, right? So, and then there's execution and then there's execution. It's one thing to get something done. It's another thing to get something done well, let alone best in class, right? And so what does it take to execute well, well, it takes focus and discipline, and integrity and passion and teamwork. And you, you got to execute, right? It doesn't matter if you have the greatest team in the world, if, if you don't execute, right? Or the greatest idea and the greatest team and the greatest, you know, uh, passion it doesn't matter if you don't execute, right? And, and you can't execute well without the focus and the discipline, the integrity and all these things work together, right? Another aspect of what I witnessed at SNL that I think is so important for any artist and any arts organization and any business for that matter is mutual respect. There was, you know, so much respect uh, that I observed for the team members, for each other, for the cast, for the, for the audience. And it was this mutually respectful energy that allowed people to execute and work as a team and have integrity and discipline. And it was a beautiful thing to see this mutual respect that was happening. Another key element of the professionalism that I noticed at SNL was respect and honor for the legacy of SNL. You know, the sense of history and the sense of legacy is palpable when you walk those halls there and when you're in the studio there. And there's a legacy there. And I, everybody that is working there, whether they're in front of the camera or behind the camera, has a sense of that legacy and they honor it by showing up every week, you know, ready to work, ready to focus, ready to, to bring passion, ready to work as a team, ready to execute, because that's how they honor the legacy. They know that legacy is as rich as it is because everyone before them brought that level of focus, discipline, integrity, passion, teamwork, execution, and respect. And so the folks that are new there now, or folks that have been there for decades, and there are plenty of people that have been there for decades, Laura Michaels being one of them, of course, or the one, you know, this respect for and honor of the legacy is so essential to, you know, bringing the best SNL forward every week and just making sure that they're executing to their fullest potential. And, you know, last and certainly not least, and there are many other aspects to the kind of professionalism that I saw there at SNL, 
but there was absolutely a sense of gratitude, a sense of gratitude for the opportunity, a gratitude for being a part of this, you know, beloved institution, this beloved cultural creative institution that is SNL. And you could just sense and see that people were so grateful to be there, grateful to be working behind the scenes, grateful to be performing on the stage in front of the cameras and grateful to be in the audience. I mean, I was just an audience member. I was so grateful to be there. And that sense of gratitude, I think, creates the space for the for great art and creates the space for people to, you know, do what they need to do. Right. And that's focus and be disciplined and have integrity and passion and work as a team and execute and have respect. You know, it comes from a heart of gratitude at the end of the day. And so, I'll tell you what, you know, the level of professionalism that it takes to be best in class in anything is real. And professionalism can be a vague idea, but it absolutely is comprised of many different attributes and facets. And, you know, these are just some of the attributes and fashion of uh, attributes and facets that I noticed there in SNL. And so I just wanted to share them with you because, you know, in your art and your work and in your day to day lives and business, you know, for us to perform at a level that we were proud of and that we're, you know, that we that people will remember, we're going to have to also bring that focus and discipline, and integrity and passion and teamwork and execution and mutual respect and honor and gratitude to everything that we do. And then once we do all of that and we you know, succeed whatever success looks like for that given project and SNL, of course, it's, you know, it's bringing the funny every week, you know, after we get it done and pull it off and succeed and accomplish the goal and the mission, we've got to celebrate. We got to take some time to reward ourselves. We got to take some time to enjoy the afterglow of all of that hard work. Right. And so, SNL does that every week. They have an after party, right? And not only do they have an after party, they have an after after party, <laughs> which I did not go to, but I did go to the after party and it was wonderful, right? Because every week after the show, they rent out a venue and the cast and crew obviously comes friends of the cast and crew get to come. And because we happened to know Quentin, we were able to go to the after party and it was wonderful to see after all that hard work and all that stress, you know, people, you know, let their hair down, you know, breathe easy, enjoy the afterglow, enjoy each other, laugh and kid and talk about the week, you know, that was and perhaps the week ahead. But I'll tell you, we have to celebrate a job well done. You know, whether it's a painting that you finish or a show that you finished or a performance that you finished, whatever it is. You know, if you're proud of yourself, if you're proud of your performance, if if you and by the way, even even if you didn't, even if you aren't proud, do you? Maybe maybe something didn't go quite right. You still need to celebrate and honor the hard work and pat yourself on the back and take that time to honor what you've done and celebrate what you've done because you deserve it and the work deserves it. And you know, what's the point, right? At the end of the day, if we work so hard and we don't reward ourselves and don't celebrate and honor that hard work with a little bit of celebration, whatever that is. Now, in our case, it was food and drink and a little bit of dance at the after party. But, you know, it could be going on a walk. It could be going to the park, it could be going to the beach, it could be, you know, grabbing a bite to eat at your favorite restaurant, whatever the case is, be sure to celebrate your hard work and a job well done. 
And, you know, I'll leave you with this. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, the thing that I think I walked away with watching SNL on April 1st behind the scenes there in the studio was that, you know, great art, great creative requires great risk. At the end of the day, we're all sticking our necks out there. You know, SNL is live every Saturday night. It's a high wire act. They're putting it all out there live. Who knows what's going to happen? And, but they've been doing it for week after week for 48 years. And, you know, when you think about when SNL launched in 75, that was the greatest risk of all. They, you know, improvisational skit comedy was not a thing and uh, on TV, let alone live. And so, you know, Lauren and the executives at NBC at the time took the risk of bringing the show on. And of course, if it hadn't gone well, they would have, you know, canceled it and we wouldn't be having this conversation. But they did under the leadership of Lauren Michaels with, with you know, bringing a, a level of professionalism with focus, discipline, integrity, passion, teamwork, execution, respect, honor, gratitude, and a sense of celebration. You know, all of these things work together over years and years and years to make SNL the best in class creative cultural institution that it is. And again, because week after week, they take great risks to bring you great art that is super creative and funny. And bringing the funny might be the hardest artwork of all. Who knows? But I'll tell you what, I am so grateful that I was uh, able to see that and witness that because it inspired me. And I'm going to do my best to learn from them and adopt and adapt those you know attributes of professionalism and you know, double down on my commitment to do what we do every week here at our little show, Not Real Art. And I just, you know, I hope that, you know, there's something in here for you guys as you think about making your art and what you might be missing or needing, you know, to level up your sense of professionalism or level up your sense of leadership in whatever it is you're doing. But at the end of the day, you know, honoring and celebrating all of the hard work that we do as artists and just being grateful for the opportunity because for us to be able to make art and be creative is truly a privilege and an honor that that we get to do. So I just, you know, I just wanted to share. I just wanted to tell you about my little adventure at SNL on April 1st. And uh, if, of course, you know, watch it if you can stream it on YouTube you know, you should definitely watch it because it was a great, it was a really great episode and really good fun. And uh, when you're watching it, just know that I'm sort of stuck up in the back, <laughs> back uh, balcony there watching it myself uh, all happen behind the scenes, this uh, synchronized swim that is uh, SNL live on television, high wire, no hands, no net. And it was an inspiring thing to see. So without further ado, we can wrap up. I just wanted to share my SNL experience with you. Hopefully there's something in there for you that is inspiring as it inspired me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Not Real Art Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Not Real Art is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Our theme music was created by Ricky Peugeot and Desi Deloro from the band Parlor Social. Not Real Art is created by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Not Real Art. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating creative culture and the artists who make it.